Shalom, everyone. Welcome, and thank you for joining us this evening. We are Fiery Faith Ministries. I'm James. And I'm Lee. We're just so thankful that you are here spending this evening with us. Hope that you've had a blessed week. We are one day away from Shabbat, so we're so thankful that it is One day away from prep day. That's true, yeah. Almost there. It has been a wonderful week so far. We hope that you're having a great week. Share with us in the comments how your week is going. If you've been blessed, if you have a praise report, a prayer request, we would love to hear from you and just see how the Father is working throughout your life each and every day. I tell you, he's working miracles through all of us. And I just absolutely love every single day seeing what's going on in our prayer groups with our prayer Mm -hmm. team for the people that they're um, helping, that they're getting things out there, not only to pray for them, but to, to get them the help that they need, which is truly amazing. Um, And that's the father. That's a awesome how he Mm -hmm. is working through everyone. And I would like to just say a prayer before we get into this. There's, just a lot um, going on in the world and our community and our fellowship and our brethren, our friends and family, um, those that watch us, those that are with us in this fight, those that may just be tuning in for the first time. I would just like to say a prayer real quick to bathe the internet, uh, so to speak, with some, some prayers to the Father. So if you would just bow our hearts and our uh, heads right now as we go into prayer to the Father. Father Yahweh, we are coming to you so humbly right now um, with our hearts bowed and our hands raised to you. Father, you are over all. You are our Yahweh Sabaoth. There are so many right now struggling. There are families that are having issues in so many different ways. It could be health related. It could be behavior related. It could be sadness, depression, uh, loss of income. There could be finance trouble. You know all the needs and we are just lifting everyone up right now. You know the struggles. You know what's on everyone's heart and what everyone is praying for. And we just praise you, Father, because we do know that you're working on all of these things, the things that we speak out loud and the things that we don't speak out loud. And Father, we're also raising this situation, what's going on in the United States right now, the turmoil, the anger and the hatred that's going on. Father, we pray that you pour the living water to quench these fires of hate and anger, to put out the fire with your living water. Let it rain this weekend. Let it rain. Let it pour. Let it storm on Sabbath so that there can be no unrest. Bring your mighty winds. Bring storms that make people stay home so that these plans, these plans of unrest simply go away and fade away. Father, we ask for your hedge of protection around your believers, around your faithful, around all that stand on the rock of Yahusha. We pray for protection and all. And we have faith in you, Father, that you're working these miracles out for each one of us. You already have answers for everything. And we just praise you and we love you. And we pray these things in Yahusha Hamashiach's name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that. That was a wonderful prayer. And these are trying times and we must stick to Yah to rely on him, knowing that he has a plan, that the battle is already won. We just know that he is performing miracles and wonders each and every day. He is. And we just have to be patient sometimes. And get out of his way sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes that's what I need to do is just get out of his way and let him do what he needs to do. You want to say hi to everyone? Yeah, let's go and say hello. We've got Andrea from Colorado. Shalom. Shalom. So happy to see you. And then we've got Daniel from the desert who is setting up uh, his new campsite. We're praying for you in that. Welcome. Glad you are here. We've also got Betty. You missed Amanda. Did I? Yeah. I scrolled too fast. You did. 
There's so many comments You're now. You're still scrolling too fast. My mouse is not cooperating. Bear with me. So howdy, Betty. And back to Amanda. Shalom. <laughs> she made fresh bread. Yum. Breakfast for dinner. I love breakfast for dinner. Yes, that sounds great. we do that. And howdy, howdy, Betty. Now, you, now you're in order. There we go. <laughs> we got bridal armor. Great to see you, Nina. Shalom, Nina. Pray the boys are doing well in their games. I think they have baseball. Yep, I remember those yeah. days. Unfortunately, you have scars to remember it by. Yeah, I retired early from all the injuries. <laughs> you so. retired early. At how old? Uh, you know, maybe like 16. That's right. Before the the balls got thrown at 90 miles an hour. So I'm yeah. not too did, Well, you did about end up with a torn. I took a couple to the face. To so. the face, yeah. Yeah, that ended my career. <laughs> career. Welcome, Shalom, Dan. Dan. And we got Jennifer and as Jennifer. well. Welcome. And Eric, great Yay, to see Eric. you. Good to see you, brother. All right. Yeah, everybody's Glad sharing you're home. Yay. what they're having. Lamb, Whoa, rosemary, potatoes, wow. asparagus. I'm going to Jennifer's house. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> Sounds wonderful. Yeah, we got to get that yeast out of there. So cooking it all up, you know, we are almost to Passover. So exciting to be here. We are so ready. Next week, it's coming up quick. So we we do pray that this has been a time of reflection where we can not only clean out our home, but our living tabernacle ourselves. What do we have to work on? You know, there's struggles and sin within us all. And mm -hmm. so... Rather than being prideful, we need to have humility and to seek the Father on what it is that's displeasing to Him, how to remove it, what it may be, whether we see it or don't. It's there. And so we all have something to work on, something to remove. And so yeah. we're praying that this Passover season can be a blessing for all. Shalom, Asia. We are so glad that you are here. Welcome. So happy to see you. Mm -hmm. And we're just so excited about this series. We don't know if it's going to be seven whole episodes or not yet. We're still working on them one at a time, but yeah. I'm uh, I'm thinking it will it be is. seven it's, it's because enjoyable and, as we get into it, it does take a while. Well, and as I say that, my presentation just wanted to close. So, uh, well, let's get that pulled back up there and get into it. Maybe you were, maybe you were taking too long. Oh, of course it's being updated. So we'll have to <laughs> improvise for the moment while it updates unexpectedly. But it has it's exciting to be able to connect the beginning and the end. What we know as the creation, the seven days of creation, following up with the seven trumpets that we will one day, if we're still around during that time, if we can endure through these times. Will we be there when those seven trumpets blast? Yeah, exactly. There we go. All right, we're now back. Let's get it back up there. <laughs> That's the thing. We love doing these live presentations, but you never know what's going to happen. Thank you, Nina. And yes, we, you just would not believe what goes on sometimes when the adversary wants to stop a talk. Um, so we are very used to the kind of interference that happens and pray that that is the last of it right there. So here we are, creation day two in the second trumpet. Yeah, so we know with the set, the second trumpet out of Revelations 8, 8 through 9, the third of the sea becomes blood. Don't skip ahead. I'm just I know. preparing. Well, let's everybody. get into it. All right, I'll go ahead and get to the first slide. All right, so let's start with the beginning, the creation day two, out of Genesis 1, 6 through 8. And Elohim said, let there be an expanse in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. And Elohim made the expanse and divided the waters which were under the expanse from the waters which were above the expanse. And it was so. And Elohim called the expanse heaven, and the evening 
and the morning were the second day. And we are reading from the Sefer this we evening. We are. So there is much debate and discussion in the Torah observant community and beyond concerning the expanse or the firmament, firmament, another word that is used in other translations. But that is not the basis of this discussion tonight. However, there are thoughts that the separations of the waters are the forms of waters, such as the vapor or condensation in clouds separated from the liquid form of water. And we can see in Psalms 135, verse 7, it says, He causes the vapors to ascend from the ends of the earth. He makes lightnings from the rain. He brings the wind out of his treasuries. One thing is evident to us, and that is Yahuwah set heaven apart and above everything else. That's right. And as I was digging into this, you can go to the next one. As I was digging into this, I, of course, I know there, there would be some questions or maybe people would want to talk about or go deeper into what the expanse is. Um, Dr. Pigeon has done several talks about how he translated it uh, into expanse rather than firmament. However, when you look it up, uh, both of them fit under Hashamayim. Uh, so in Brown Driver Briggs, H8064, is uh, Hashamayim, or heaven, which is the, in the Paleo-Hebrew, we see here is the Shin and the Mim, right? Uh, and the ancient Hebrew in our East Sword, um, you can actually that's one of the selections. If you're new at using the eSword, there are several videos out there to kind of tell you how to do it. My suggestion is pull it up and just start going through stuff and looking. That's actually the best way to learn. I think I tried watching YouTubes and <laughs> videos of how to figure out how to navigate it. Just get in there. You're not going to break it. You can get, you can get back out of it um, or get back to the main page or get back where you want it to be, but you've got to get in there and mess around with it. But you can choose um, to have under the dictionary for it to show you ancient Hebrew as well. And that's where you can pull this information up. And breathe is one of the direct, one of the descriptions or um, the meanings of it. So the Shin and the Mim, what I saw putting those together here in the paleo is the dividing dividing the waters you know we we know that the shin can mean to eat or consume or destroy and the mim can be chaos but what i see here is that the heaven the expanse or heaven is the dividing of the waters and we also see that it can mean the wind or breath or someone or something in its character well that would be yah right and the definition um, in that regular H8064 for Hashamayim is heaven, the heavens, the sky, the visible heavens, the sky, as a boat of the stars, as the visible universe, the sky, the atmosphere in heaven, and again, as the abode of Yah where he lives. And also, and I don't think I put it in here uh, because I ran out of space, but it also says expanse and it also says firmament, which is uh, basically a division. And like James said in that last slide, one thing that we know for sure is that Yah set himself apart and above us. So he's above and apart, set apart from us. So I just, there's that. I love that image of his breath, the Ruach is another right. word that we know that can describe the wind or breath of Yah, but just his breath dividing the waters. Such right. an awesome image to think and about. And he spoke it into exist existence. So when we speak or breathe, you know, it's that action, that movement of air. Someone shared a video a few weeks ago of this, the sound of 
the human body inhaling and exhaling and how it literally sounds like the name of Yah, Yahuwah. Oh, I and remember that. that was so amazing. Well, uh, we'll every have, breath is his exactly. that he gave so us. So there's evidence right there that he is with us each and every breath. Right. So wonderful. So in Jeremiah 10, 11 through 13, Thus shall ye say unto them, the Elohim, the lowercase Elohim, that have not made the heavens and the earth, even they shall perish from the earth and from under these heavens. He has made the earth by his power. He has established the world by his wisdom and has stretched out the heavens by his discretion. When he utters his voice, there is a multitude of waters in the heavens, and he causes the vapors to ascend from the ends of the earth. He makes lightnings with rain and brings forth the wind out of his treasures. Amen. Amen. And I love I love these verses because to me, it is a reflection of what he did in the beginning mm -hmm. at creation, right? You know, Amanda's right. You should share that up. That's so good and so true. He will be exalted in each of our breath, breaths, mm -hmm. whether one chooses to acknowledge him or not. That's right. It, we don't have to acknowledge him. He is and he will be exalted. And if we don't acknowledge him, there is a time coming when those that don't will have to. Um, there will be no denying him. And exactly. that's a lot of what this is about. We have time to reach people. We have time to discuss this. We have time to show his great, his greatness, his might, um, and how he spoke everything into existence, how there was a plan. Even if, for those people that are trying to run away from him, to hide from him. No, you can't run. You cannot. No. He is there. He found me when I was you. running. And I love that it talks about how he created the world with his wisdom and his power, mm -hmm. his wisdom and power well beyond anything that we can ever understand or comprehend. We think we're so smart. And, you know, we all have our various opinions on this and that, but it's just some things maybe aren't to understand. You know, we don't need to question him. We just need to admire his beauty and creation because he made it for us to and enjoy, exalt him. exalt him and give him the glory. So Elohim is above all. His power is without measure. Why would we doubt that he is to be feared above man or the wicked lies of the adversary? James 4 verse 14. Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. And that's so true. We think and we live and think that we're invincible, that we're just going to live forever. And we know we live in a society where there are literally people out there trying to live forever. And we, we will see that time when there will be the people that will ask and pray for death and it won't come to them because of what they've done to defile their bodies, to defile their mind, to defile this temple, this tabernacle that belongs to Yahweh that he gave us, that he made for us. You know, you can't spit in his face and then expect for to have favor uh, in his eyes. There, There is judgment that will be coming for those that think that they can trick his design to live forever. I don't want to live forever. I don't. I want to, to do what we're supposed to do until we get to go home. My, my mind knows and my faith knows that this is not, this is not the, the end of our story here at all. Well, and to even think of our life, all we know, you know, if we're lucky to have 80 to 100 years of life, you know, that might be the average lifespan for a human. But to consider that and compare it to just a mist, a vapor, yeah. when you're comparing Poof. it to eternity, you know, we have to make sure that we are living right in our life now so that we can have everlasting life 
for eternity, forever and ever one day. And that's the thing is our human brains can't even conceive of what eternity is about. We think eternity is the span of time that it took you to get to be 16 to finally have a driver's license. (laughs) For me, that felt like eternity trying to get to be 16. And then what do you do? Then you're then from then on, you're having to drive and work and, you know, why wish any time away is my thought, but you know, eternity in our human concept uh, really has no meaning. We really don't, right. we don't even understand it, but I promise you it's a lot longer than the 80 to a hundred years that we have uh, in existence as humans on this planet earth that Yahuwah made us. And it's all a test. It really is a test. I can remember when I was younger trying to just think about and understand what forever meant, what eternity meant. And it would seem scary to me because I just couldn't understand that concept. Right. But now it doesn't matter as long as I know that I can make it to heaven one day with the father and the son, our Messiah. It doesn't matter. It is going to be a joyous, wonderful time. What is scary is the fact that we may not end up there if we're not living how we should. And that's what should be scary. That's forever. That is. We only use about a tenth of our brain right now because I think if we were to use more of it and really be aware of what's going on around us, the things that really we can't see because our brain literally couldn't handle it. You know, that also is something to think about when you think about eternity and forever is the things that our brain can't even it it really can't handle a lot. Y'all, our <laughs> brain really can't conceive of what the real truth is. That's why it blows you away when your eyes are open to the truth of the narrow path, because yeah. it's been hidden for so long. And then, boom, there you are. And you're like, wow, you can't even rationalize the way it really is, you know? It's a great comment from Nina. Each generation has its evils. I believe there is judgment for each generation. Each generation gets a test, has its distractions. It's just ramping up in our generation because it is the last one. And I believe that. And it is. It's just, it's just swirling right now. You know, that's my, it's so important for us to be in prayer and lift each other up and realize it's going to get rough. Uh, I know we probably think that it's been rough, but, you know, it just is the way it is. So here we are together to learn these things out and to find how Yahweh is going to protect us and the things that he's telling us to focus on when this is happening. That's what this whole show this whole mini series is about is what can we focus on? What can we do? How can we prepare those around us and each other to get through this time? Because we can, and we will, he says we will. So this is to empower us because he empowers us and together we are stronger. And this from Andrea is empowering It's so wonderful to know that the rulers of this age are being brought to naught out of 1 Corinthians 1, verse 6. That's right. And we got each other. Bring it on, like Amanda says. Bring it on like Donkey Kong. That's right. We do. And it's all about unity. That's how, you know, stronger in numbers, whatever that. And they may mock us for praying, you know, the the media, the elites, the whatever, whomever is out there trying to frighten the pants off of everyone so that they can get the fear going to power the evil that's out there because it runs off of the, the fear. But do not be discouraged. We know that our fear is fear. We know that our prayer is a weapon. Our worship is a weapon. And that's what we have to continue on. Do not be discouraged, brothers and sisters, for praying. Pray every chance you get. Put it out there that you're praying. You know, we're, we will be persecuted for that. And we're already seeing the mocking that's happening um, when we pray, when tragedies happen. But we know, we know as believers, we know 
that our father says, that Yahusha says that we pray to the father, that he's listening to us and we will continue to do that for each other. Amanda's so right with this comment here. The enemy is united. We absolutely need to be united in him. You know, if we're going to have a fair shot in this war (laughs) against evil. we have the best shot because we do have Yahweh. But but we need to be united with one and with him. Together in the body, we all work together. That's right. Andrea says, her prayer walks are becoming more precious to me as the days go by. Prayer is our weapon and it is so powerful. And it will strengthen your walk, most definitely. Mm-hmm. So, is this mine? Why not? Was it yours? I don't know. I can't remember. You can read it. <laughs> Yahweh made water one of his top priorities in his creation. And it has so many different meanings and uses. Water is vital for all of our lives. We begin our existence in water while in our mother's womb. Our bodies are roughly 75% water, which varies on your pers- the person in health. Water cleanses us. It quenches our thirst, cooks our food, helps our gardens and plants grow. It brings enjoyment as we cool off in the summer and provides a mean to transport not only us from one country to another, but our goods for trade with other countries. Yahweh separating the waters from the expanse of heaven reflects the water used in separating the clean from the unclean, the holy from the unholy. We read in scripture about the cleansing that Aharon and his sons had to go through to be able to perform their duties within the tabernacle, coming from an unclean place and entering the holy place. The waters of separation described as water that was appointed for the cleansing of them that are in a state of separation, who for their uncleanness are separated from the congregation. Water has so many uses, right? And so many different meanings. It brings life. It cleanses. And I, I can't think that any of that is by accident by Yahweh, you know. It has such a serious uh, meaning in our lives. And it sustains our lives. We have to have it for so many different things. It was a gift in the beginning. It definitely was a gift. Talking about a gift, the rivers of living water, which we can find in John 7, 37 through 38. In the last day, that great day of the feast, Yahushua stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst." Let him come unto me and drink. He that believes on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Wow. The world is in a state of rejection for this living water. Evil is multiplied upon evil. The mouths of the wicked mock the gift of Yahushua. They pollute the living water with vileness. They condemn our prayers and faith in Elohim. We see now the waters of the world under judgment for the ways they have been defiled. If the water is under judgment, how much more will the life-sustaining waters within the physical creation of man be for the sins and mocking? It just came to me while I was studying this out. You know, we... We're going to see the second trumpet and how that affects the waters. But we also need to remember that we ourselves are made up with 75% water. So there's judgment in many different ways coming upon the waters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Our bodies can be polluted just the same. Absolutely. And they have been by a lot of people. And they're choosing to do that. Some by our choice and some not. That's right. Well, we pray... We pray to cover where we we have no say in things, you know. So Amos 5, 20 through 24. Shall not the day of Yahuwah be darkness and not light? Even very dark and no brightness in it. 
I hate, I despise your feast days, and I will not smell in your solemn assemblies. Though ye offer me ascending smoke offerings and your oblations, I will not accept them. Neither will I regard the peace offerings of your fat beasts. Take away from me the noise of your songs, for I will not hear the melody of your vials. But let judgment run down as water and righteousness as a mighty stream. That's really powerful, especially with these Torah portions we've been reading over the last couple weeks, talking about the various offerings that the people gave, that the high priest gave to Yahuwah, the fat and the things that were removed from the animals and the offerings. And to know that the offerings may not be received, that's a scary thought. So we must be obeying and honoring to him. Right. Nina has a point there that the enemy has to play by the rules and we have to give consent to things. That's true for most things. But thinking about what is sprayed on us from above and out of planes and unknowingly to us put in our water sources, you know, that's some of that that I'm thinking about we, we may not even know about. Well, it kind of makes me think of this comment. And that's true, too. You know, what are we agreeing to in yeah. the terms and conditions? Yeah. How many of us read through the pages and paragraphs of wordage when we sign up for something or download something? It's just yeah. we don't know always know what we're even agreeing to. So we've got to use discernment and wisdom in all of our decisions. That's right. So the second trumpet, Revelation 8, 8, 8, 9, and the second angel sounded, and as it were, a great mountain burning with fire was cast into the sea, and the third part of the sea became blood, and the third part of the creatures which were in the sea and had life died, and the third part of the ships were destroyed. Hmm. Yeah. So I wanted to understand the numbers. And when you're reading in Revelations, you'll see the number one third used a lot, quite frequently. So one third or 33% of the sea will become blood. A third of all sea creatures will die and a third of all ships will be destroyed. Why is one third used 13 times from Revelation 8, 7 to 9, 18? to delineate Elohim's punishment on man. The answer is found in the 14th and last time this fraction is used in the book. Note the 14, which is twice the spiritual, per, spiritually perfect number seven. In this case, likely represents a perfect and complete revealing of Elohim's righteous judgment. Numbers matter to Yahweh in his when he uses them, when they're expressed this way, absolutely we pay attention. And here's that verse. And his tail of a great red dragon representing Hasatan, verse 3, swept away a third of the stars of heaven, which were formerly righteous angels, and cast them to the earth, which Yahushua witnessed in Luke 10, 18. And I have attached here... Um, one of the places that I use when I'm studying and doing our discussions. So if you're, you want to go look into other meaning of numbers in the Bible, um, the HTML is here. And I think James can add that into our description if you would like to go and look into that. But I find it very interesting. Um, and it makes total sense that it is reflective of the third of the angels that, that chose to fall, right? Well, and we also, I'm sure many of us are quite aware the meaning behind 33 and certain organizations that thrive on that number and how it really yes. just represents 
evil and darkness. Well, and they want to represent the ones that use the 33 want to represent the fallen angels. Like Mm -hmm. they want to align themselves to that. You know, we see it in, uh, I don't know if I should even say the name of them. Should I, am I allowed to say it? I don't even know what you're (laughs) going to say. I'm scared now. The free of the, you know, what Mason, (laughs) there you go. That's how you get that out. I just keep thinking of last week when we discussed how the heavens will open up and Yah's righteous judgment will rain down on us. You know, depending on how you're living, that judgment may not necessarily be a good thing. But we look forward to his righteousness being rained down on us in those times. It's just an awesome image. So Hasatan, the great deceiver and father of perdition, was able to deceive one third of the angelic beings, believing the same lies he possessed. He propagated chaos and spiritual misery to the angels, which are now demons, who identify him and not the eternal as their leader. In Revelations 12, 7 through 9, And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought in his angels, and prevailed not. Neither was their place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceives the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And that's that's that third, one third, right there. History repeats itself. What can I say? It's been that way since the beginning of time, since we were very first, or since Adam and Eve were very first in the garden. So fire of judgment upon the waters of Mitzrayim will come to all the waters of earth. That's that's what we've seen in Exodus 7.20 and 7.21. And Moshe and Aharon did so as Yahweh commanded. And he lifted up the rod and smote the waters that were in the river, in the sight of Pharaoh, and in the sight of his servants. And all the waters that were in the river were turned to blood. And the fish that was in the river died, and the river stank, and the midstream could not drink of the water of the river and there was blood throughout all the land of Mitzrayim. That judgment. Before I read all this, I was going to share Nina's comment here about the hail and fire, the water and fire. We were talking earlier how Both the water and fire can be wonderful, but also destructive. You know, for many years, most people relied on fire to stay warm, to cook their food, but how it can also cause utter destruction and just burn everything up. Same with water. You know, we need water to survive, to quench ourselves, our bodies. They need that to sustain us. But yet it can be destructive as well. And we can see right here the earthquake and tsunami that struck Japan on March 11th, 2011. We're called the Great Tahuku Earthquake and Great Sendai Earthquake. The day's events are also referred to as 311. The earthquake triggered a powerful tsunami with 13 to 14 meter high waves damaging the nuclear power plant, its emergency diesel generators, leading to a loss of electric power. The result was one of the most severe nuclear accidents since the Chernobyl disaster of 1986, classified as level seven on the international nuclear event scale after initially being classified as level five and thus joining Chernobyl as the only other accident to receive such classification. 
most of the radioactive materials came from immediate leaks into the atmosphere, 80% of which eventually deposited over the Pacific and some rivers. Leakage to groundwater has persisted since the disaster and was only first admitted by the nuclear plant in 2013. So what I saw here and why, why I added this in here is that it, I think there has also, not only are we going to see what's going to happen with the second trumpet, but there's already some judgment that's happening against certain things and the water is one of them. You know, when we are not, when things are not going the way that they should be, these things I believe are allowed to happen. And this incident by no means just stopped. It's still an issue. It's still happening. It's still leaking. It's still causing a problem. It just because it's not being talked about doesn't mean that it's improved. And the judgment concerning the natural resources that are being abused continues. Yeah, even to just recently within the last weeks and months, we see the East Palestine train derailment with vinyl chloride polluted the air, ground, and waterways with toxic chemicals. Currently, the Ohio River barge holding a 1,400 metric tons of methanol broke off from the vessel in Kentucky and becomes partially submerged. They had to close a dam because of that, and people are having to evacuate. And then today, there was another train derailment in Minnesota, Minnesota and that is another, I mean, it's just constant. It's every day. What's up with the trains all of a sudden, you know? Who knows if it's something happening, uh, being caused to happen, or if there's supernatural things going on, but there's a lot going on. And I think Betty's onto something here. And this is where I was going with it is you don't mess with the father creator's creation. And I really feel like there is some judgment that's happening for that. You know, we have a lot of people have tried to make a lot of money over destroying the forest, the trees, polluting the waters, you know, to make a buck with their uh, factories and making this, that, and the other, and just pouring the toxic chemicals into our waterways. And, and it's finally judgment. It's finally, it, or it has been ongoing. And then all the, the oil spills in the ocean, they're generally more damaging than those of the land on land since they can spread for hundreds of nautical miles in a thin oil slick, which can cover beaches with a thin coating of oil, which kills seabirds, mammals, shellfish, and other organisms that get affected by it. Blood can be seen as a symbol of guilt in Isaiah 59, 1-3. Behold, Yahweh's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, neither his ear heavy that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated between you and your Elohim, and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. For your hands are defiled with blood and your fingers with iniquity. Your lips have spoken lies. Your tongue has muttered perversiveness. Andrea's comment, I often apologize to our father for not caring for his beautiful creation as we should have. You know, when you think about how much he loves us above all other, all other creation, yeah. it still has to break his heart to see how we are treating his creation, destroying it, right. uh, destroying life, destroying nature, destroying each other. Exactly. In Isaiah 1, 15 through 20. And when ye spread forth your hands, I will hide my eyes from you. Yea, when ye make many prayers, I will not hear. Your hands are full of blood. Wash yourself. Make yourself clean. Put away the evil of your doings. From before my eyes, 
cease to do evil. Learn to do well. Seek judgment. Relieve the oppressed. Judge the fatherless. Plead for the widow. Come now and let us reason together, says Yahuwah. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. But if ye refuse and rebel, ye shall be devoured with the sword, for the mouth of Yahuwah has spoken it. Isaiah 34, 5 through 34, 11. For my sword shall be bathed in heaven. Behold, it shall come down upon Edom and upon the people of my curse to judgment. The sword of Yahweh is filled with blood. It is made fat with fatness and the blood of lambs and goats. With the fat of the kidneys of rams, for Yahweh has a sacrifice in Botsrah and a great slaughter in the land of Edom, and the rain shall come down with them, and the bullocks with the bulls, and their land shall be soaked with blood, and their dust made fat with fatness. For it is the day of Yahweh's vengeance, and the year of recompenses for the controversy of Zion. And the streams thereof shall be turned into pitch, and the dust thereof into brimstone, and the land thereof shall become burning pitch. It shall not be quenched night nor day. The smoke thereof shall go up forever. From generation to generation it shall lie waste. None shall pass through it forever and ever. But the cormorant and the bittern shall possess it. The owl also and the raven shall dwell in it. And he shall stretch out upon the line of confusion and the stones of emptiness. So much that we see here about the judgment. And it's not like we haven't had the words. It's not like we haven't been told. It's not like we haven't had everything that we need to understand what's expected. So there's still time, though. There's still time. Yahweh has never forsaken us, but we have forsaken him. The world has forsaken his word and his son, and we're seeing that more and more in these days. But there is still time. Pray for repentance to come from the nations and from the mockers of Yahuwah. In the Tanakh or the Old Testament, repent or teshuvah means to turn or return. Now is the time to return to Yahuwah. We are to turn away from evil and turn to the good. Ezekiel 18, 21 and 22. But if the wicked will turn from all his sins that he has committed and guard all my statutes and do that which is lawful and right, he shall surely live. He shall not die. All his transgressions that he has committed, they shall not be mentioned unto him in his righteousness that he has done, he shall live. And there we are again, that word if. I pay attention to that when I see that in scripture because it's it's an action that we have to do if the wicked will turn from all his sins. And I believe that's why we're called to be a light on the hill. We're not just to be on a, a light on the hill for those that we know are searching for the light, but we need to be bright enough so that the wicked turn and want to understand what it is about we have to we have to reach out to everyone you know and i know the father doesn't want to lose one not one of his children it's a tough thing to do it's tough to make a stand it's tough to go on social media and and identify as a believer to say you're praying for someone to even say shabbat shalom may get you on a naughty list i'm pretty sure i'm I, I'm on that naughty list, but I'm saying we have to. Betty's right, though. It's the terms in our agreement that we have made 
as a believer, as a follower of Yahuwah, we are to stand for him. Uh, Andrea's got a great one. Yes, this is it. Derek hat tesuva, the pathway of restoration. That's right. And to restore, mm -hmm. we have to repent to restore. We have to repent to turn, to return back to where the father wants us, to his path. And if the wicked will turn from all his sins that he has committed and guard all my statutes and do that which is lawful and right, he shall surely live and shall not die. There's our answer. In the Basora or the New Testament, the key Greek word for repentance is Metanoia. I know you let, you made me do this one because of that word. Metanoia, metanoia, which can mean a change of mind or regret or remorse. We have to repent and not repeat. And I do see a shirt in that somewhere. Repent and not repeat. Go and sin no more, said Yahusha to the woman who was brought in to court, who was brought in uh was it the Sanhedrin or the, the, I'm not sure, but they brought her in and said she was caught uh, having, an, having an adulterous affair. And we know he was writing in the sand there. I think what he was writing was the fact that they were breaking their own law that said they had to have two or three witnesses to the act and they didn't. Um, and they would write the name of the guilty in the sand um, but he asked him, who has no sin? They can be the first one to throw the first stone and none of them could do it. So they left and he asked her, where are your accusers? And she said, they're gone. And he said, then I accuse you not go and sin no more. And that's what this repentance is about. We repent, we purge it, we turn back to what's good, but then we sin no more. We don't do that again. We do everything we can to get it out. And sin no more. Don't do it again. It shouldn't be something every year that when we get to this point leading up to Pesach that we have to repent for things that we've already repented for. As far as removing the leaven from our life, it should be less and less, I think. So Yahushua began his public proclamation, if I can speak, with the call to repent. This was his first public pro proclamation was Matthew 4, 16, 17. The people which sat in darkness saw a great light and to them which sat in the region and shadow of death, light is sprung up. From that time, Yahushua began to preach and to say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Amen. And that valley of the shadow of death, we know that was an area where lots of people were murdered, you know, uh, traveling. And that's something we have to remember that, yea, though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, which is around us all of the time, <laughs> nothing is safe anymore. We're protected. Repentance requires true brokenness. Repentance is not asking Elohim for forgiveness with the intent to sin again. That's what I'm talking about. Repent and do not repeat. Repentance is an honest, regretful acknowledgement of sin with the commitment to change. Don't do it again. Repentance leads us to cultivate godliness while eradicating habits that lead into sin. And I love what Nina says here. This is what I'm talking about. Cleaning off that remaining dirt on the bottom of our feet. Yeah, a lot of times the top of our feet may look clean. We aren't usually looking at the bottom of our feet. So I can see that representing us within, you know, we may have that appearance on the outside, but what's on the inside? Are we the same inside and out? That's what we need to be. That's what we need to be striving for, that we're as pure and clean on the out as we are on the inside. Amen. 
And that's what true repentance requires, that brokenness. It requires us to acknowledge the dirt on the soles of our feet, mm-hmm. where our feet have gone, where they shouldn't have gone. I know we've talked about it before in our groups, you know, walking in the world will leave your feet dirty. There's just no way to avoid it. Uh, But we must use the word, use each other and the cleansing water of our Messiah to cleanse that off. Right. So our closing scriptures for the day, Hebrews 10, starting in 19. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Yahushua, by a new and living way, which he has consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of Elohim, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our heart sprinkled from an evil conscience, and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as ye see the day approaching. For if we sin willfully, after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remains no more sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful looking for our ju- for of judgment and fiery indignation, which shall devour the adversaries. He that despises Moshe's law dies without mercy by two or three witnesses. Of how much sore punishment, suppose ye, shall he be thought worthy, who has trodden under the foot the son of Elohim, and has counted the blood of the covenant, wherewith he is sanctified, an unholy thing, and has done despite unto the Ruachin. For we know him, that he has said, Vengeance belongs unto me, I will recompense, says Yahuwah, and again Yahuwah shall judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living Elohim. Amen. And we see in here important instruction of how, how we are to be with one another and what the Father expects for us, and that it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living Elohim. We must fear Yahweh more than we fear man, Mm -hmm. especially right now. The world's trying to make everyone fearful of everything. And I say, we only need fear the Father. Everything else, he's going to take care of it. It's all, he's got it all under control. A healthy dose of Yahuwah is a good thing. A healthy fear fear of Yahweh. Exactly. Shalom, Sherry and Heather. We glad we're glad to see you guys here. We can't talk tonight. Our we tongues really are a little can't. bit tied, and that does happen. We apologize for that. <laughs> Not really sure why or what causes that. We I guess didn't do enough vocal tongue warm-ups <laughs> earlier, but We hope that our message was received and came across that it was a blessing. We just love the scriptures and what is within it. And there's so much to learn, so much to glean, you know, rely on the word of Yahuwah, not man's words. We hope that we can just relay the message in a way that can open eyes and ears. But we ultimately all just need to be seeking his word, the living word that was made flesh. Amen. And that's right, Andrea. Oops, did I get the right one? She says, Yah is our only help and our hope. Always. It really is. Always. He is to be our focus. And in the midst of the chaos, he says, peace be still. Mm-hmm. And that's what we need to focus on. We have each other to lift each other in prayer, to 
hold each other up. Um, there's a lot, there's a lot going on, but we have the calm in the storm. We absolutely do. And he loves you and we love you. And I pray this has been a blessing. We do. If you want to reach out to us, please do. We have two emails that I will share. If you'd like to reach out to me or Lee, shalom at fieryfaithministries.com. But also don't forget, we have a prayer email. We have a prayer team. We do. A group of prayer warriors that go to battle for you and your needs. So please reach out with a praise or a request. We would love to be able to lift that up to Yah and let Him hear our cries. That's right. And the prayer team has the capabilities. If you would like prayer one-on-one, face-to-face, they do have access to a virtual secure and private prayer space that you can meet in Mm -hmm. so that you would also email that same prayer at fieryfaithministries.com and request that. But it is available if you would like to to see the person that's praying for you and with you. Um, and we encourage that. It is a blessing. And and the prayer warriors that we have are armored up and ready to battle for you. And miracles are happening. Things yeah. are happening. Uh, we do have a prayer request that's up on our community tab that one, uh, several of our prayer team had brought to us that includes uh, a GoFundMe link. If anyone is able or willing to help a family in need out, you're welcome to go to our YouTube page and look under the community tab to see that and access it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Come check out our website at fieryfaithministries.com. We've got our prayer team listed up there. You can learn all about what we're doing what Yah is doing through this ministry. We're just so excited for each and every one of you. You add so much and we just love fellowshipping with you through the week. We do have our various ways that you can join us. YouTube, Rumble, Telegram, Facebook, and Twitter, and then Spotify, Apple, and Amazon. Various podcasts. If you're not always able to watch or join in, you can definitely listen to our presentations presentations just like you can watch them so please do check out any of those and of course we ask that you would like subscribe and share if you do enjoy this content just helps us get out there we're trying to reach the four corners with his message this isn't about popularity it's just about spreading the wonderful words that Yahweh has for all of us and we just want it to be a blessing for each and every one that does listen Yahweh wants to save every single one of his children. Unfortunately, YouTube doesn't always push out in the algorithm those of us that are speaking the Father's word and calling people uh, or trying to reach people on the four corners. So liking and subscribing and sharing definitely helps him and helps his ministry because this is Yahweh's ministry. This is his ministry to reach his lost sheep, the sheep that need fellowship and need community and to reach those that aren't even looking. So it helps so much for the ministry of the father Mm -hmm. to be advanced. And it is his, and we give Yahweh all the glory for everything that he's doing. He is amazing. And um, we just thank him so much for what he's doing in, in our lives and everyone else's lives, because You bless us. He blesses us. And why not bless him and his ministry by sharing it out there? I just wanted to end with this lyric that I heard earlier in a song. And I thought it was very fitting for our discussion tonight about the water and the fire. It's a short lyric, but it says, I've been tried by fire and healed by your rain. So let us use both in this time that we can let us use his fire and his water to strengthen, to be healed with. We know that we are refined and made pure through his fire and our thirst is quenched with his everlasting water. So we're just so thankful to have both Amen. and that he uses them for good. So thank you, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We will be back tomorrow night 
with our Friday fellowship. What? Don't you want to go play the outro? Yeah, I'm not done talking. Oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> join us again that. tomorrow evening. <laughs> we'll be sharing some insights on the Torah portion this week. We hope to see you there. We hope that your prep day is a blessing. Lee will be back in the morning with her morning manna. So check that out. I already got a little sneak peek. It's going to be a good one. And we hope that and pray that your Passover is a wonderful time. If we don't see you, then we will talk to you soon. Love you all. Shalom.